Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Welcome to Business Garage this morning. We are excited because we are doing an exciting series today and we are going to talk about something that concerns everybody. So we are pretty excited today. It has been a great week and I am really excited because, you know, with all the things that happened during the week, we get Sunday where it's the day of rest, where we get to come to the house of the Lord. But we also have an opportunity to talk money and business. My name is Sharon and I am your host this morning and together with me is Director Grace. Yes, thank you very much for cheering him on and please, as usual, share that link. We start by sharing the link to make sure that nobody misses out. For all of you that are having that Sunday morning breakfast or getting ready for garage, please tune in and let us get learning because leaders are always learning. So if you don't want to learn today, then you have put your leadership hat aside. So welcome, Director Grace. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Sharon. How are you? When you say leaders are always running. (laughs) (laughs) I said, where are they running? (laughs) Always learning. 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 Yes. I had running. Yeah, no. (laughs) Maybe you are running. Are you running from something, director? (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How was your week? It was fine. It was was fine, fine. huh? You enjoyed your week? I did. I did. did. I did. I I know you did. Yes. Where he went. <laughs> I don't think he wants to tell uh, us. The way he's no. smiling, he doesn't want to share. No. But it was a good week. It was a good week. We thank God. Yeah, we thank God. We thank God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, Director, do you want to say hello to anybody? I say hello to Mona. To Mona. <laughs> yes. I like why you're saying hello to her. Yeah. Yes. And congratulations, Mona. Yes. Shepard Mona. Uh-huh. We celebrate you. <laughs> You made it in life. She's a big person. (laughs) When I grow up. I know. And she's here in the studio uh with us. What an honor. Yeah. What a blessing. All right. I would also like to send greetings to Apostle and uh, Revma. Of course, the brains and the vision bearers for Business Garage who love businesses very much and want to get rid of entrepreneurial poverty. Mm-hmm. So we have such platforms, thanks to them. So, Apostle, we send you greetings this morning. And Revma, thank you very much for loving us and caring about us. And we can't wait to join you for Garage at 9 a.m. today. So we have that to look forward to as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I send greetings to Worship Harvest Nakawa. Hey! Hey! Director, you had a chance. You didn't send greetings to your location. <laughs> Yes, we send greetings to Worship Harvest Nakawa members. So last week, Director, we talked about scaling. I wasn't here, but I tuned in. Mm. Yes, for the record. Yes. And you talked about scaling people. Yeah. And it was really interesting and exciting. So studio audience, please go onto YouTube. Share with us what you remember from last week. Our studio audience and our online crew uh, on YouTube. Last week, if you could share with us your highlights, it would be really good. But I remember you talked about people and you talked about the functional authority chat, which is the leader's responsibility. 
Yes, whether you're one, you need to have the chat yeah. as you plan. Yeah. That was one thing. Mm-hmm. Then you also mentioned something about the leader needs to have an ability to see around the corner what is coming. Yeah. In terms of in every sense of the word including people. Yeah. Is that what you also talked about? Correct. Correct. Eh, you is like you are here. <laughs> I paid attention. You also mentioned something about the importance of delegation. Yeah. As a leader. Yeah. As you scale people you're going to have many you're not going to be able to shout from the top floor to ground floor. Correct. Yeah? Up to ground floor when you're on floor 6. See how I'm seeing people's businesses. Yeah, levels. Yes, so you need to have the ability also to delegate because now it's a bigger organization. You're doing a lot more, serving a lot more people. Yeah. What else do you remember that you talked about? People are your biggest um, multiplier. Uh With people, you can do more. And then people bring their collective intelligence. So if we attend here and everyone uh, brings something on the table, collectively, we are better than any single uh, person. The idea of um, uh, having one leader that knows everything versus uh, a team that knows something, collectively, they are better than uh, one leader who knows everything. And as you scale, you can't scale yourself as the brilliant genius. (laughs) (laughs) The genius with a thousand helpers. Okay. You'd rather have a mediocre leader and then you have uh, many people who can put something on the table. Something on the table. Yeah. I think you remind me about the conversation on value. If your organization has more people, you probably look more valuable. Yes. Yeah. And remember we talked about the channels of communication and uh, how many there were and those people. Mm-hmm. And if you're running an organization that has this, uh, um, let's say 100 people, you're doing a good work. A good job. Yes. And yes. if it's 500 you're near heaven. You're near heaven. Yeah. Yes. If you're a thousand, ah. you are in the holy of holies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because then anyway, we're talking about scaling for impact. You can't yeah. be impact when you're one alone. Correct. Then where is the impact? Correct. Which lives are you impacting? Yeah. Because for all those 1,000 employees, there are five people they support. So in a way, your business is supporting more than just 1,000 Correct. Yes. So I think we have caught you up. If you missed, it's of course, it's on YouTube. You can go there and listen to it. Like he has said, if people are a multiplier. So if you are thinking people are thieves, they steal from us. What? I want to do my thing alone. No, you're going about it the wrong way. You also mentioned the importance of coaching yeah. as a leader. Yeah. The importance of coaching yeah. your people. And you gave a very good example how here we are a movement of the gospel, mm. discipleship and mission. Mm. We keep saying that thing over and over. Correct. Yes. And now we know our purpose is to catalyze. So when you're out there, uh-huh. when you're not catalyzing, then you cannot be calling, calling If you're also yourself. not a catalyst. You're not a catalyst. <laughs> yes. So thank you very much for that last week. And we send greetings to Dr. Steve who was here. Yeah. Yes. So today we want to talk about something that affects everyone. The entrepreneur's favorite word, mm. cash. Yeah? We like yeah. that word. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yes. So today we want to get into scaling cash. Someone was asking me that, hey, but this flyer, what do you mean scaling cash? I told them just tune in. So I hope they have tuned in. Can I say hello to people on YouTube? Sure. Right, let me check yeah, on them. All right. Let us check on our YouTube audience and see what they are saying, if they are there. You know, we might be here and we think they are there and they are not there. They are quiet. Huh? So YouTube uh, online, people are online audience. Right now, I only see JP who is there, who is giving us his highlights from last week. So I guess other people are going to show up. I also see Alan the Levite. 
Wow. Hey. Wow. Yeah, he's here. For you you are Sharon the what? Hey, the child of God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and there's Isaac who is also online. There's Pamela, we send you greetings and uh, there's Birunji. They are all online and they are excited to hear from us today. So director, growth. When yeah. you're growing, someone said that growth sucks cash. It does. But as long as you're growing, your money is you just keeps putting in money and you sometimes you don't see where it is going. So if I am scaling, how do I avoid this? Or is it something that's inevitable that it's going to happen? So I should just prepare for it, have a stash of money and just be ready. It is to make sure that you're generating cash. Like you say it correctly, growth sucks cash. Now, you can get away with um, decent people. You can get along with decent strategy. You can get away with decent execution. But cash, without cash, you'll close shop sooner than you actually think. As you grow, whatever you invest in continues to suck cash. That's when we shall say what was on the flyer. That revenue, revenue is vanity. Profit is sanity. At least we are beginning to, you know, get somewhere. And then cash is king or queen, depending on what you really want to talk about. But the point we are making is that you need cash to grow. We'll, we'll look at all these uh, in, a, in a couple of minutes. The... The idea behind cash flow can be explained in four, 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 like four chapters. You wonder what happens to profit and why doesn't your profit equal to cash? Mm. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. So you say you had profit of 100 million. Yeah. Then you have cash of so little. What happened to it? What, 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 what happened to your profit between, between the profit and the cash? Did it grow legs? Hmm. And sometimes it's very frustrating for the entrepreneur because let me, let me maybe back, uh, back out. When we say revenue, don't be shocked that some people actually think that revenue is profit. Oh. Yes. That we made a hundred million and many of them expect us to be profitable to the level of a hundred million. million. Yeah. Okay? So you forget that what was revenue, not all of it belongs to you. You, yeah. Then some people think that uh, profit will be the cash at bank. No. You're, you have a different figure for profit and you have a different figure at cash and bank. So you have to know what your revenue is, okay, what your profit is, and what your cash at bank is. And the relationship between all those, if time allows, we shall look at them. So revenue, profit, cash, they are different things. Correct. They are, I'm told, I cannot put my hand on this, but I'm told there are so many things that you can um, 
adjust. I don't want to call it forge, but you can adjust. You can make adjustments in the financial statements. <laughs> you can adjust the revenue. Okay. All right. You can adjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can to, make adjustments. Get a change in what the profit looks cor- like. Cor- correct. Uh, yeah. But there are two figures you cannot make adjustments to. Yeah. Cash at bank. <laughs> <laughs> Cash at bank. Is it there oh, it's or not there. there? How much is it? We can count it. We can see it. Uh-huh. You know the second figure you can't make an adjustment to? Which one? Debt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. Ugly as it is, yeah. it is what it is. So, once we understand that uh, we cannot make any adjustments to these figures, then we treat them as sacred. Okay. So, what happens uh, to our cash and what happens to our, 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 our profit? <clears throat> we can only operate to the extent that we are funded. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. So, funding is equal to operations. There are many times you have a bright idea. Yeah. You even want to give some people ideas. Why is Sudil building this thing? Yeah. I would have told him to move it the other side. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. But funding, funding is equal to operations. Now that funding may come out of two sources. Mm-hmm. One would be your equity. Mm-hmm. You as the business owner getting cash and funding, funding what you yes, need. then you're yes. able to say, we will now do ABCD. The second source of funding, of course, would be debt. Hey. Uh-huh. Mm. So, but my personal view would be that you have your equity and zero debt. debt yes. So that your equity is equal to your operations. So, whatever you're going to, wherever you're going to put your money to, then helps you make money. Let me take a different turn. Some of the businesses I coach, the, the one problem they actually have is that chapter one, which we are calling profitability. They have a pricing problem. They even don't know how profitable they are. So, why do you mark up 10%? Ah. That is how, how we do it. Why do you mark up 20%? That's what the competition does. He's doing, yeah. That's Yet, what they told us. That's what they told us. That's what my former boss used to do. Mm. Yet there is an optimum price that we ought to optimize. So this is the thing. The first law of entrepreneurship, you may be shocked by so simple buy low, sell high. In there is the wisdom to actually make enough margin to be able to meet all your costs. If you can't buy low and sell high, then you don't have a value proposition worth talking about. And as you scale, things will only become worse. So when we look at um, profitability alone, your business must be 
viable. It must be profitable. That you're on one widget, you're making reasonable margin. So the more widgets you sell, the more profitable you actually become. I hope that is clear. So from the get-go, you need to be profitable because sometimes people start businesses saying, I want to make money initially, then as we go, we will see. How about that thinking? (laughs) (laughs) There are those who enter like that. They are like, yeah. We first get them, then we... It will be very hard to charge them higher later on. Yeah. But let's move to chapter two. Mm-hmm. Chapter two is working capital. Now, working capital, we want to make this session as simple as possible. Yeah. Nothing complicated. Even you who has never studied any finances, any finance topic, feel at home. Working capital. What is working capital? I usually say working capital is the capital that works. <laughs> how simpler can life be yes so if working capital is the capital that works then we're going to look at it and massage it in such a way that it works for us okay so there are three variables we are looking at under working capital yeah number one receivables who are the people you have supplied to that ought to pay you? Yes. Receivables. The way it sounds. Uh-huh. Mm. Receivables. Mm. You're receiving. You're receiving. Yeah. Number two, inventory. Mm-hmm. How much inventory do you hold? Or, for those who are in the service business, you may say, I don't have product. Yeah. Work in progress. Whip. So, how much work in progress do you have? Do you have? Number three would be payables. Mm-hmm. How much are people waiting for to be paid by, by you? you? So, if we put it that way, then we'll be halfway done. So, we'll say that receivables okay. plus inventory mm-hmm. or work in progress minus payables mm-hmm. that should give us our working capital. working capital. So you already see that if you you don't have payables mm-hmm. then your working capital is better. It's better. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Now if you have more payables than the, the total of inventory and receivables, receivables yeah. then you have negative working capital. We have a problem there, but we'll see how to rectify it. Okay. So we've understood what working capital is. It is the capital that works. That works. Yeah. <laughs> you should always have more of it, really. Yes. To make it, let me bring the cookies down to the lower shelf. So if you're going to do a business, mm-hmm. in simple terms, you have 10 million shillings. And you want to invest it in the business. So you buy the shelves, you buy the camera, you buy the, the speakers, you buy the microphones, and those cost you three million. So the money that is left that is going to now be invested in the in the stock yeah. is the working capital. 
it's the one that's going to be sold over and over because the shells are not going to be sold so that's not working capital yeah. the chairs are not going to be sold that's not working capital the cameras are not going to be sold that's not working capital and as much as possible you want to make sure that as much money of the equity you're investing in the business goes into working capital, working capital. Yes. now that is why some companies lease the the, the fixtures so they lease the chairs, lease the cameras, and then to make sure that most of the equity the invested money, yes, is, is invested in. Yeah. So yeah. if you had, let's say, an investment to make of 100 million, and then you bought a car of, for the company mm. of 30 million, for instance, then you're left with 70 million. To work with. Yeah. And yet you could have as well rented a car, hired a car, and then invested the 100 the whole in the business. Yes, so yes. you give it... Or invested a bit more. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes, so you give it higher, a higher, a longer runway for it to survive. Yeah. Okay. So how do we then measure the working capital? Because we need to know. And our role is not to say, this is good, this is bad, this is ugly. No. Mm. Our role is to make sure that there is a trend. And your trend is getting better. Remember last week we said one of the marks of a good leader yes. is the ability to predict. What's at the around the corner. Uh-huh. Mm. And how would you do that unless there's a trend analysis that you're making? And say Q1, our, 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 our cash flow is looking like this. Q2, this is what our cash flow is looking like. like this, yes. yeah. And we are improving or we are getting worse. Correct. Whichever way. And, 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 and we'll look at how to, how to uh, adjust it if it's getting worse. Okay. So, method number one. Mm-hmm. Very simple. I said I don't want to complicate Today is a very easy one. Very light show. Co- co- mm. co- co- correct. Yeah. Even, even my good friend Emily, Dr. Emily, <laughs> will, will, will be able to understand it. <laughs> Dr. Emily, <laughs> greetings. <laughs> I wonder if she's on today. Yes. Yeah. So, it is important in whatever you're doing that you teach your team members what the net cash flow is. And I'm going to explain it. So, what it is, is the movement, not of the gospel. But the movement (laughs) in cash balances and debt. So, if we met in January, we should meet again in April. And the number one question I'm going to ask you is, Pastor Sharon, when we met in January, your debt was 100,000. What is your debt right now? Right now. And it should be better. No explanations, no excuses. Number two, you'll find that cash at bank. Mm-hmm. Okay? Pastor Sharon, when we met on January 1st, your cash at bank was 38000 mm-hmm. On April 1st, what, is the, what is the cash at bank? As simple as that. Now, what is the change in each of those two? Now, 
And you will clarity it should be improving. It should be improving. Should be reducing the cash at bank should be uh-huh. bigger than before. Yes. Now I'll give you one 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 little secret I, uh, one small method I use. I've learned uh, the hard way mm. but on the ropes. Ask the entrepreneur for their bank statement. <laughs> Ask them yes. for their bank statement. Yeah. And what are you looking for on the bank statement? It is not the bankings. It is not how much they banked, how much they withdrew, what they did, what where they put it no. When you ask for the bank statement, you're really looking at how much money has stayed. Many entrepreneurs, many entrepreneurs, many entrepreneurs, many <laughs> we shall have an altar call after. <laughs> Many entrepreneurs go to bank uh-huh. with a check. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> As we yes. put your moving. So, like, they, they do what Mike Michael always calls bank balance accounting. So they first ask, how much is there? By the way, Aru, how much is there? <laughs> then, aha. Then, after the, uh, <laughs> then after they've been told how much is there, see? Okay. Now let me bank. Then uh, let me fill in this check, and then uh, the money. So if there was thirty thousand, you bank seventy thousand. So it goes to a hundred thousand. You withdraw ninety nine thousand. <laughs> Director, uh, we are shaking too many tables, but continue. <laughs> we are here to but learn let us, and improve. Let us continue. <laughs> yes, yes, we are here to grow. We said we will have better. an altar call yeah. after. <laughs> At the end of yeah. this all. Yes. So, but we are learning. Studio audience, are we learning? Yeah, yeah we are learning. Yeah, so continue. Pastor Chimbo. Uh, is the biggest uh, learner today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the, the, the change... In, 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 in those balances. And you simply add the change in bank and the change in debt. And teach everyone on your management team to be able to calculate that. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, um, there's a number two method. Now, this one is a little bit, um, you know, but let me explain it. Mm-hmm. Number two method <coughs> is the measure of the efficiency of your management team. So you say you have a team, you know my team, you know uh, I love my team and my team and me are one. This is the point. That your team and you are one, but you are the ones who actually make sure that the expenses are paid or not paid. Mm-hmm. So, how efficient is your management team? And we will use something called operating profit. So that means that your margin minus all your expenses within that period, how much has been left. So some t- people call it a bit. Earnings before interest and taxes. taxes. Mm-hmm. You, you will not um, 
charge the management team for depreciation and amortization and no. But they are responsible for making sure that after everyone has been paid, something is left. Something left behind. Yeah. Otherwise, fire all of them. Mm. Because you see the thing is, after we've made them the, the, the gross margin, they are the ones saying, Oh, we need to hire more people. Oh, we need to buy another car. Mm. Oh, we need to buy fuel. We need to buy lunch. They're the ones in charge of They're the ones in charge of that, yes. Yeah, yeah. So how has how much is left after we paid all bills? No stories, no explanations, no excuses. Yeah, so really the ones who are in charge of managing these costs, keeping them down. Correct. Yes. There is uh, a tube station, an underground station, an underground network mm. uh-huh, of tubes in a certain country. But they have a word as you're getting onto the underground. They normally say, a gentleman shouts on the speakers and says, mind, mind the, the gap. gap. Mm. <laughs> and mind the gap. Really know and be cognizant of the gap that you actually have. So your role as the business owner is to bring down the gap as much as possible. And so we measure that EBIT and say, what is it compared to revenue? And we'll color code it green, orange, or red. Now, if for a whole year, your habit has been red, 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 mm. then there is a problem. That entire management team, don't pray for it. <laughs> Promote it. Outside. Yahweh. <laughs> so, a, 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 a reasonable team should have five percent a bit a good team should have ten percent a great team has fifteen percent so fifteen percent would be green ten percent will be orange five uh, percent and below will be red that's simple let's move to the third measure okay. the third measure would be looking at uh, marginal cash flow. Mm-hmm. Now, I was, I was having a conversation with someone, but let me explain it this way. Marginal cash flow. If you sell, if you sell, EBIT is earnings. Earnings are uh, what is left before interest. You, you have to, uh, to, to subtract interest because you're paying interest. If you don't have uh, Debt, then interest is zero. And tax. Tax, uh, tax is not responsibility of the management team, how much tax you pay. Mm. So you cannot penalize them for that. But uh, earnings before interest and uh, tax is what EBIT is. So I was talking about marginal cash flow. Mm-hmm. You must be able to know, as a business leader, you make... 10 chairs, and now I think I'm speaking to you. You see how I'm now even more attentive. I was talking on the YouTube guys, then you said chairs. I was chairs, like, chairs. I'll eh. talk in terms yes. of chairs and tables. So, when you look at the marginal cash flow, 
if every month you make 10 chairs what is the change in your cash flow when you make the 11th chair and the 12th chair and the 13th chair what is the change in cash flow if this time round you made nine chairs i was talking to uh, a school head and i was asking her what is the impact of a parent removing their two children from your school if you do not if you cannot tell the impact of having two children less mm. then you're not calculating your marginal cash flow and therein you have a problem so i'm telling her you know what encourage the parents who have one to bring another one because in that case you don't need a bigger signpost they are already your clients yeah that's why the schools go on with that whole sibling thing uh-huh. yes, they even do a sibling discount correct yes. hey you know a sibling discount yeah but now yes. actively mine for it ask sharon do you have uh, another baby mm. and it's a real question do you have a younger baby that you think you enroll and so you bring the younger baby and the younger baby joins us we tell them register them now correct yeah. we ca- they can even start with zero with zero fees mm. because in that case you know you'll cash flow them in the second term it doesn't matter the point is you have calculated and you know that um if we bring in one more student this is how our cash flows improve and our goal is next term to bring in 16 more students so that what so that abc happens do you know the impact of having two students less what won't be paid now when we go to expenses we look at zero based accounting so not you will not simply copy last last week's expenses or last month or last year's expenses to this year, this year. Yeah. every expense must earn a place on this month correct yeah. and we must have a target that what in whatever we do this amount of money is going to remain okay yeah. so in this q3 how much money are we looking at remaining when everything has been paid and what is the impact of what is your marginal cash flow whatever you're doing whatever you're making how does one more what what's the effect on yeah, one more one less now you must be able for you as a business owner you must be able to establish that point because yeah. you will know then how to improve the correct the decision you're going to make yes. if two children leave your school then already alarm bells should go on behind your back because you know the effects correct. the negative effects for you and you should be able to say no 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 to that's so, when you come into how do we make sure parents are staying how do we improve the value that we are giving to, because you know the effect of cor- correct when cor- you get a complaint you know Maybe that's why we don't deal with the things that we did because we don't know the effect of losing maybe one customer or one less sale next month. Correct. Yes. So if you can go ahead if maybe a parent complained go ahead and fix that 
other than allow them to, to remove live. their yeah, to, yes, to, 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 live. to live. If there is a way you can fix that, make it up to them. Okay. Yeah. So I would like your understanding. Eh? So we want you to relate that to now <laughs> scaling. How does this come in? Because we're talking about scaling. How does my knowing this information help my decision? Wonderful. If we've looked at uh, profitability, how profitable are you? If you're not profitable, please do not scale. So if you're telling me you make 10 shares at a million and you're selling them 900,000, you have a lot of money coming in. And you want to open a branch in Chengera, in Naja, mm. please don't. Because you will close faster. So, first be profitable in unit number one. Mm. Then look at working capital. Working capital, what is it costing you to really operate the way you're operating? And if you're going to look at unit number two, where is inventory coming from? Remember, we talked about uh, working capital. Mm. I may I say it, working capital is the capital that works. Yeah. So <clears throat> you look at the inventory, and inventory is going to consist of the, the largest part of the working capital. So working capital, where is that inventory going to come from? And if you're going to borrow it, and you are unable to turn it at the rate faster than the expenses, then the expenses will eat up, override, override yes. yes. And you'll be back to square one. That is the problem. But it's not all doom and gloom. We can look at uh, a few things that we can touch on. Yes, and then and quickly, some practical things. Correct. Yes. <clears throat> look at this, there are seven levers, really. Look at price. So let's say you have a working capital problem. Look at price. How can you improve your pricing? Could you charge 2% higher? Could you charge 3% higher? Number two, look at margin. Could you buy lower? Mm. You know? Is there some way you can buy lower? Buy lower, yeah. Where is competition, you know, getting their supplies? Uh -huh. yeah. So, you've been selling 10 widgets per month. Why don't you rally your troops to increase volume? By 10%, 5%, 3%, what is that? What does that look like? When you look at uh, receivables, is there a way you can make sure that your receivables are paid earlier? Uh, faster, uh, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, when we're I talking... think that's the biggest challenge. Uh -huh. Yes, the sales exist, but people are paying a lot longer, T paying you after 120 days, 90 days. Correct. Like and to add just uh, some icing to that, is there a way you can actually have, um, you know, when you look at your cash conversion cycle, is there a way you can even be prepaid? So if I pay in advance, that will greatly improve your cash. And as more people pay you in advance, then you have enough cash. Yes. Then you, 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 you know, you're saying receivables are actually almost zero. They are, they are, they are, they are negative. Yes. But, Director, when you're talking about that, that point, yeah. sometimes you find that as an entrepreneur uh, or business person, sometimes you're afraid to ask for cash up front because you feel, you know, the cost, he'll go to another person because the other guy gives credit, for example. 
or I'm giving 30 days and he says, ah, oh, but your guy, another guy there is giving me 90 days. You know, so there's that challenge. So the entrepreneur is always like, okay, fine. You know, let's, let's do it like that. You must at least be able to calculate what you're giving. If you say, okay, fine, I'll give you 60 days, then know the impact on your cash. That this invoice you've given out of 3 million will be realized in six, 60 days or 80 to 90 days. Because what people say is not what they do. They say 60 mm. days, but they actually, uh, t- it turns out to be that on the 60th day, mm. that's when they give you a post dated check. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. So you have a, a problem there. Then look at your payables. Is there a way you can delay the payables? Now you be the one to ask for 60 days from 30 days. Is there a way, <laughs> is there a way you can now stagger your payments so that you stay with cash a little longer? Then your overhead. Mm. Your overhead. You're adding so much. Is there a way we can say our goal is Q is to reduce overheads by 3%. Yes. Everyone on board, hands on deck, you're going to reduce your overheads by 3% or by 5%. Many businesses can operate with what 5%. What are some of those things that people spend on that they can manage? Which areas can they look at? They, they buy the wrong things, number one. Number two, they spend, they spend unnecessary money. I'll give you an example of mm. what I found out uh, my, 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 myself. There's a lot of uncoordinated troop movement. Yeah. Okay. Um, someone takes a quotation, comes back. Takes the goods, comes back. Mm. Then delivers the, the goods, then comes back. Then delivers the, 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 the delivery note. Delivery, delivery <laughs> note. Then goes back to demand for payment. Now, all those routes. Ha- exactly. How can we make sure that the person goes at once with all those uh, documents? Yeah. How I have, I, have, I, have, I have seen this practically. Someone receives checks, okay? And then they say, we own a bank on Monday. So the young lady at the reception receives the checks and keeps them. So they say, ah, for us, we bank on Monday. Now, the check that you received and kept has not turned into Into cash. cash, And you've kept it. Yeah? Mm. Until next Monday. Monday. Then you're not realizing that. That cash right away. Exactly. So if everyone is involved... It's not a one man's job. To understand, job. actually. Maybe yes. because she doesn't understand uh-huh. of, 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 you know, following that policy to the letter, yet, you know. So, the, then we're able to know that, you know what? These checks need to be turned into cash as soon as possible. Then we have inventory. How long do you take to sell your inventory off? Inventory being the highest uh, investment of working capital you had better make sure that you have inventory that actually sells. And there's a way we can do inventory optimization, the topic of another, for another day. But the point is that when we have the inventory and our inventory turn, that's the theoretical number we get uh, for the inventory to be sold out, moves from 60 days to 90 days then there is a problem. So our goal should be that we move it from 60 days to 54 days to 49 days. Mm. Then we are not holding money. And when the banks are actually looking at, at you as a customer, as a, as, as, a, as a client, they are actually looking at 
how easily are you able to to turn around this and manage your cash flows and your working capital how quickly is your debt service service capacity how how able are you to service in other words how able are you to service their installment when it comes due after you've paid all other uh, expenses that are in inherent, inherent in the business and if you're unable then you're going to have a problem and how much is this costing you if you're going to borrow how much is it costing you off the profit that you're making so, because you're going to borrow, and it's yeah, going to be an extra yeah, cost. Yes. For free. Yeah. And when you're when when you're when you're scaling, then your margin is de- is decreasing, because now your expenses you need to uh, transport goods from one place to the other. You need to have people from one place uh, move from one place to the other, and then you have other inherent costs. So, before you do all that, you must be able to know what your profitability is, your working capital needs. You have other capital, other capital, uh, you know, other capital, you know, you have brought in new money, you've sold off uh, shares. Now, the sum of all that and the interplay of that is our cash flow story. Wow, 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 wow. Director, you have broken things down. You said you're going to simplify it, Mm -hmm. and I think it has been simplified. Are we following? Yeah, if you're not following, please. You can put on uh, in the chat and let's see how we can catch you up. But de- thank you very much, Director. What I'm hearing is basically if you don't know the numbers in terms of where your money is going, how much you need, at what time you need, what is the effect of you not having the money, how does it, you will not be able to scale or you'll make a mistake really and scale prematurely or make decisions that will then put you in a deeper hole than you already are. I think for me, this would be the point for any entrepreneur on this call love the numbers I know sometimes you don't want any numbers apart from uh, cash at bank Mm. (laughs) but love the numbers numbers don't lie yes yeah numbers don't lie yes and this does not mean small small business big business it all it's all the same thing. Same thing. Same yes. thing cuts across. Yeah. Because Just, the smaller businesses always tend to keep themselves out of the conversation and say, when I get bigger, then I'm going to start looking at these numbers very carefully. They're just different zeros to the yeah. right. For, for now, but I'm just going they are, to just the same. sell, sell, sell. Is it, no, yeah. it's the same thing, really. Yes. If you, you're not making it at 10, you won't make it at 100, and a 1,000, you'll be dead. Yes. So, the so it's just a num- the, 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 the zeros to the right, but the principles inherent are the same. Are the same. Yes. All right. Um, someone is asking quickly, is it okay for a business to focus on inventory growth rather than keeping cash in the bank? Inventory growth, what's the risk you're holding and what is the yield out of the inventory? For instance, if you're going to have to grow the inventory, what is the calculation in growth in revenue and therefore profit? And at whose cost do you have this inventory? Correct. Yeah. Then the other thing is, in case you get an emergency, would you pay using inventory? Yes, if you need to buy something, if you need to pay uh, Many something. times, yeah. many times, now let's go into inventory. Many times you actually don't need as much inventory as you actually think. As you think, yeah. Okay? Out of your inventory, there's about 20% of it that's producing 80% of the, of the margin. That's another number you need to know. Yeah. 
So once you're able to do your 80-20 for your inventory, then see how you optimize the 20 that actually brings in uh, 80. Then out of that 20, there's a 4 that actually brings in 64. Because there's also an optimal number there that actually is very juicy. The, the, the thing that I would really side with, agree with that person on, is if the extra inventory that is being added has a good margin. Yes. Yes, then it would be possible and it would be a good idea. If it's going to push the margin higher. Higher. Yes. Otherwise? So, otherwise, optimize what you have. Optimize means get rid of the inventory that's not moving and see a way of making sure that the inventory that you have moves actually faster. I hear you. I hear you. And as we wrap it up, someone had a question. I'm sure you mentioned it, talked a little bit about it, yeah. but the difference between revenue and cash, because that's what we are saying. What is the difference? That's why I told you that people yeah. think revenue is profit. Yes. Yeah, so someone wants that clarity. What yeah. is the difference? Revenue is not cash. Okay. okay. Revenue are the sales you have gotten out of your transaction. Part of that is not yours. Part mm -hmm. of that belongs to the supplier. Suppliers, yes. Part of that is not yours. It belongs to the landlord. Part of that is not yours. It belongs to the employees. And ladies and gentlemen, part of that doesn't belong to you. It belongs to URA. So revenue is vanity. <laughs> vanity. <laughs> That's why we say revenue is vanity. Profit is sanity. Cash is king. You're holding revenue on behalf of all these people. All these people. And when, when you're you... just a channel. <laughs> uh -huh. mm. So what remains after you have paid everyone is cash. You reminded fact, me about something. I have a friend when of mine. When we talk about that, the only money you save from your salary, yeah. that's the one that's really yours. Correct. Everything else. I have a friend yeah. who doesn't even call it cash. He calls it cash. Cash. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> now it has like metamorphosized through many changes. It has, it has survived so, so, so much. much. Yeah. yeah, It has weathered the Something stone. Now. It cannot still be, cannot cash. be cash. No, it yes. is cash. It is cash. <laughs> <laughs> and it is to be valued and looked upon. It is, it yes. is sacred. It's it is sacred. holy. Yeah. yeah. Cash is king. Yes. Yeah. And that, that, you know, someone said cash is king, so you better watch it carefully. You Correct. Know, you don't leave your just to, we, to hang around with the exactly. Tegea, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> so your eyes must always be on the king. Yes, yeah. so that's why cash really, truly is king. So thank you very much, Director. Thank you very much for everything that you have shared. There are a few other questions. Uh, someone was asking about uh, what happens if I'm the management team and I myself have a low score myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can get a, a leadership coach yes. <laughs> to support you on that, on that journey. Correct. Probably. I don't think you should fire yourself. Get someone and walk the journey with them. Or get a good wife. Get a good wife. <laughs> <It's> also... <laughs> get a but, good wife. By the way... <laughs> Getting married is a yeah. It is a can save your business. A profitability business. Exactly. Yes. Thank you very much. It's a cash flow. 
<laughs> a mechanism to improve Co- your course. cash flows. Yes, thank you very much, Director, for that. Yes. And viewers and listeners, studio audience, I think we've had a good time today, but that's all we have time for, unfortunately. But we can continue this conversation at the Brin Cafe. So that's the value of coming to the studio every Sunday. But of course, we never like to leave without giving you an opportunity to follow the king, to start a relationship with the real king, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the author, the finisher of all these things, in whom everything began and in whom everything exists for and through. So I want to give you an opportunity, of course, to have a relationship with the king. So if you're out there and you're wondering, uh, how can I improve my life to another level, more than just cash? Maybe you have all the cash and you want to take your life to the next level. would like to give you an opportunity to start your life with someone that has the ability to improve your, your life position and give you life in eternity with him. So if you're out there, would like to give you an opportunity, say this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord, thank you for my life. Thank you that you love me and you paid a price to be in a relationship with me. And today, with my mouth, I confess that you are Lord and Savior. I ask you to come in my life and do something significant with it. In your name, I have prayed and received you. Amen. And if you have just said that prayer, we would like to know that you have said that prayer. So please, you can call. You can call this number 0775-649-442. And there is a pastor at the end of that line that is ready to tell you what you have just made. Just throw more light onto the prayer that you just made where you can start to live a life of bigger significance and a life of impact in the things that truly matter. So from us here in the studio, Director Grace and myself, thank you very much for tuning in. Go ahead next week and make lots of money. Remember, do not be a matter. Cash is king. Start to look at that cash very clearly and very uh, distinctly. Thank you very much and have a blessed week. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.